Judah and Matthew are dumpster people, and they occasionally use foul and inappropriate language. Listen at your own risk. Welcome to Brother Day Mailbag Edition. I'm Matthew. I'm Judah. Boy, it has been a while. It feels like it's been uh, six or seven months since we've done a mailbag. That's right, right? Yeah, doing the Star Wars every second mailbag does uh, does really stretch it out, huh? Yeah, I don't even... What do we do? How does this normally work? Uh, first, I hit this button. Breaking news from your election headquarters. No, we're not going to do any of that. We're not doing you that. Fr- you did frighten me, though. <laughs> uh, <laughs> on October 3rd, we're going all the way back to October 3rd here. Okay. You retweeted a tweet from at Celebrity Hot Tub. All right. TCU like just punted. <laughs> it feels like it, right? <laughs> Or if not, they're the kind of account you would tweet. Yeah, maybe. Uh, TCU just punted from the Texas 37, and yes, I will be pushing for this legislation in Congress. Uh, it is an article. Yes, about- the article is t- called Bad Idea Time, Why It Should Cost One Point to Punt. <laughs> well, I just think it's an absolutely amazing idea. Because <laughs> then, you really would only punt if you were sure that not punting was going to absolutely F you. Yeah. Like, you'd have to be real sure that it was punt time, uh, as opposed to the way it works now, where, like, you see dudes punting, like, not only deep in their opponent's territory, like like the example the person gave, but just, like, fourth and one yep. from their own from, like, from their own 38, and you're like, yeah, okay, I get it. If you miss it, they're going to have good field position, but, like, you can't get one yard? Anyway. I just, I was surprised I hadn't heard this before. This idea of punting should cost you a point. It is. I mean, there's very, there, so currently there is no way to lose a point in football. Yeah, they basically, and I think they would give a that's point to gonna the opponent. going to be the, the major sticking point. Yeah, I guess if it gave a point to the opponent, if it was like one of those weird one point safeties you can get. Yeah, because they show one of the examples, because the article is about how it would make everything better. And one of them is scores are going to get really, really funny. And it showed a 78 to nothing game between Michigan and Rutgers. <laughs> so uh it would fill in some of the missing scores probably. Uh some of the missing football scores which are quite difficult to achieve. Oh, you'd think so, but I see so much scoragami this year. I've been Has seeing there been it a lot all of scoragami this year. Yeah, in the NFL at least I've seen a ton of scoragami. Scoragami everybody is when you have the first the first final score, the first unique final score of of whatever. Like if it's yeah. they've never had a thirty-one nineteen exactly. game or whatever, that would be Scoragami the first time you got it. Um, yeah, I've seen like I don't know several of those this NFL season. But, um, um, also, you tweeted, uh, you retweeted my new favorite TikTok genre: dance remixes to regional commercials. Let's see if this will play for me. <laughs> 
Okay, so that's pretty good. <laughs> My comment to you was we need to remix some old Diamond Center shit or maybe KOFYTV20. Yeah, uh, and Ryan re- replied to that basically immediately saying, I don't think you can outdance the credit man. <laughs> um, but a lot of the time, the credit man was just pretending to fly. Yeah, and people carrying him around a lot. And people carrying him around a lot, yeah. Um, I just uh, I Instantly, I thought of a remix of KOFY TV 20 that was, <laughs> it was hot fire in my mind. <laughs> and we could even have yeah. a dog while we're dancing or something. The O'Reilly Auto Parts jingle that we were just listening to it does, I think, uh, lend itself to this by having that O, O, O yeah. section in there. Yep. Uh, you can take it from the Hokey Auto Parts uh, song to a fucking hot beat for sure. Yeah. Uh, whereas K-O-F-Y TV 20 Stereo. Stereo. <laughs> is probably going to be a little harder, but... Stereo. Uh, Stereo. What a cool brag. It was a cool brag, uh, but also, by the way, ain't nobody stereo around here. Yeah, while you think it's a cool brag, uh, we were often watching it on a TV that did not have stereo speakers. <laughs> oh, for sure. So just one nasty speaker. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and of course, in, there's a video that goes along with that where they 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 do have a whole choreographed dance for that. So <clears throat> anyway, yeah, you should check. It. I mean, the dance is fine. I don't care. Yeah, but. Uh, it's a well. It's, it's way it's better. A great than, idea. It's way better than the choreography in that Enterprise episode from last week, for sure. But that was extremely sexual. Uh, <laughs> we were told hypnotic. it was. Yeah, we were told yeah. you couldn't resist. Yeah, it was. It was difficult to resist at best. Mm-hmm. <sighs> On seventh, Ryan wrote at brother date. Mothballing assumes the shields stay up, maybe at some minimum intensity. I feel like radiation would eventually break down, such as gaskets and window seals. Yeah, maybe. I don't know how those ships are built. Yeah, we you sure never do see a big rubber gasket around a window. No, those things look pretty fucking... I don't know what how, the, how it works, but it looks pretty futuristic. Yeah. And also not. I mean, the carpeting generally doesn't. A lot of the decor. There's some wood paneling that happens on TNG where you're like, oh, well, that's pretty mid-80s. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, none of the chairs look comfortable, but that's fine. Yeah. Also on the 7th, Ryan wrote, at Brother Date, I appreciate that uh, Matt still plays Skyrim after eight years. Uh, did we get... Uh, we didn't get into Skyrim super early. No, I wasn't like the first one on it for sure. But 2012 sounds about right because I think the game came out in 2011. It's a 2011 game for sure. Yeah. And I remember that before I ever played it, I had downloaded a Kindle book of all of the books in Skyrim and I was reading it on Caltrain. <laughs> also, wasn't there that video on Polygon where the guy read all the books and to let us know <laughs> what, what the important takeaways were? Yeah, there was a... Um, oh, what is Brian David Gilbert's I don't show? What's his Polygon show? I don't remember what it's called. I've seen the one about Kirby, and I've seen the one about... Unraveled. Waluigi. Yeah, there you go. And he did do one where he read all of the Skyrim books. Just to, uh, just to point out if there were any cool stories in there. Also on the 7th, Ryan writes, So you're saying you want more? This is just a blatant attempt to win. Yeah, I think he's saying, I think there was a dispute about how much was needed in order to get the drop played for his victory. Oh, yeah. Well, 
So that might have been enough if it was if we were really stumped. Like that's at least a full sentence. But yeah, that may have been what your point was. Was that whatever he said, like just no or something, wasn't good enough. Yeah, it doesn't count. Yeah, uh, and then he says, "Yeah, it's definitely worth it." So I don't know. <laughs> You're gonna give him the drop. <laughs> we made a drop. We might as well play it. We never played yeah, it. Must play his drop. Ryan wins. You know, we would win. We would win more often if we did this mailbag more often. That was so long ago, like, I don't remember what that could possibly have been about. Yeah, this, the tweet itself is almost a month old and is referring to some episode that he'd watched, listened to previously. Yeah. Uh, also on the 7th, he says, I like this side of you, doing some good work, a lot to unpack there. We're in the Billy Joel uh, bracket here. Oh, he finally got around to listening to it. Yeah. Because we and the- did that whole thing for him, and then he's like, yeah, I'm way behind on that. Yeah. <laughs> like, God damn it. Well, it's a good thing we weren't waiting on him to make uh, judgments. Yes, luckily we came down uh, on the one thing that we had to decide on together. We were on the same side. So uh, He also writes, what version of Pressure did you listen to? Does he not reference Channel 13 and Sesame Street? He does. That's one yeah. of the other John Lennon things that he does in that. Yeah. Uh, he also writes, the sound effects are in the album too. It's weird. Which is either a reference to Allentown. Uh, <laughs> no, the... it's definitely we we know for sure it's a reference to I'm moving out. That the sound effects are in there rather. I would think it's probably a reference to Allentown. I think it's a reference to Allentown because I already <laughs> described that it is on the record when he fucking peels out in moving out. And you're like, why? Uh, on the tenth, he writes, "Okay, but define hallucination for this purpose." And this is for sure what I promised to you. That if I ever experienced visual or auditory hallucinations, I would go to a doctor. <laughs> Good, because no one on Star Trek does. Because it makes me so mad on Star Trek when everyone's just like, uh, it's, uh, just walk it off. It's probably just stress, you know? Yeah. Don't worry about it. I'm probably just not sleeping. Totally normal. Hey, you know, on um, on Denobula, uh, it's actually uh, encouraged. Everyone really loves it when you have hallucinations. So I think you're in, <laughs> you're in good shape. Like, uh, but why am I that- watching? The fact that Ryan asks define hallucination makes me think that maybe he's having some mild episodes. <laughs> he's not sure what to call them. Like he's I like might be uh, having hallucinations. I'm just not sure where I come down on it. If you put your foot in the bed and it's full of snakes, but then the snakes aren't there, is that does that count? Because that's that happens to me a couple times a week. What if I've been seeing ghosts, but like I really believe in ghosts? So is it a hallucination if I just believe in ghosts and I think they're a real thing? Uh, well, he does believe in ghosts. Well, so maybe he's been seeing ghosts. Yeah. He wants to know if I'd it I'd get it checked out. I'd get it looked at. <laughs> you, got it. you got health insurance, bud. I would also say get it checked out. And yeah. it's, the ghost, he, 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 the ghost seen, you saw was probably a bird. If ghosts are pretty regular <laughs> and they're definitively not birds, then yeah, get it checked out. <laughs> Uh, he also writes, surprisingly, I have never heard of Lone Scum. Oh, for Elon Musk? Yeah. That's what I call him. Yeah. But he he spells it with a C. That's not but, correct. That's not how you but, spell Elon Musk. Maybe that's why he's never heard of it. <laughs> it could be. Because of the typo. Because he, he did do a typo. He He needs to hear the typo. And once he hears the typo... He can report it to his doctor along with the hallucinations. 
maybe. Correct. Uh, he says, admittedly, that scene at the end of Rogue One was purely fan service, but I gotta admit, I freaking loved it. So we did talk briefly about uh, Darth Vader's wild energy at the end of Rogue One. Yeah. 15 minutes before the start of A New Hope. Just levitating fools and shit. Yeah. Just, and just wrecking up the place. Yeah. And then he gets in there and he's just pointing his finger. You're a member of the <laughs> Rebel Alliance and a traitor. <laughs> and you're in very big trouble, young lady. <laughs> Look what I did back there. I made a real mess. I'm ashamed to call myself your father. <laughs> uh, he also writes, uh, Barry has an interesting point about the Jedi becoming too detached after all slavery. Yeah, I'm definitely the big takeaway of uh, that first movie for, for us in this project. Uh, that there was which I mean episode one. no other the, way the, that this was going to go down. Yeah, the, the Jedi have a real shitty position about slavery and intervention, and it comes back to bite them. And that generally all they do is sit in the sunset room and like how else, (laughs) of course the whole empire was going to come down. Like what, what other choice was there? We were trusting these dudes. Yeah. 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 That was how it was always going to go. Uh, he writes, uh, okay. So if Judas sees snakes that aren't there, that's the officially recognized hallucination. (laughs) And that was the example that I just used for sure. So that's stuck in your head. Uh, but like, no, I would also accept like, uh, Tom Paris crawl, crawls out of his pod. But then when I turn around, he's, he's back peacefully asleep in his pod. <laughs> that's definitely for, that's a for sure hallucination. What or... about a big mean guy who I think is going to rape me, but he, then it turns out he's not really there. Uh, I mean, I definitely think it's important to confirm that, that he's not really a guy or really not a guy or whatever that's right yeah well like don't don't be too i wouldn't be too uh blase about it and just be like you're a hallucination so i should go i'm saying don't go full ebenezer scrooge on it i should cut oxygen to the bridge then probably probably cut oxygen well there was no one up there i know i'm just you know just in case in case the guy's up there i should do that so because i want to play it safe i don't want to let the rapist out Uh, Ryan also writes, thanks for making me Google what percentage of the universe is hydrogen. Uh, it's actually about 75%. I think I said, I was, I exaggerated somewhat and said that there's a sense in which the universe is essentially nothing but hydrogen. Right. But yeah. Well, that was the one but thing. But it is they... mostly, it's mostly, mostly hydrogen. Wasn't that the one thing they couldn't find? The. Yeah. The That's aliens the, maybe? What the, what the one moon circles guys couldn't find that. And then a couple of weeks later. Voyager was out of deuterium. <laughs> Which they could maybe so, just use some hydrogen in. Well, I mean, it is hydrogen, so <laughs> there is that. Uh, it's it's fancy hydrogen, and like I said, it was all created in one, like, 15-second window at the beginning of the universe, but still. It's fine. They found their 20 kilograms, and they're good. That's enough forever. On the 12th, Ryan wrote, so pumped to find out the bracket winner. Uh, and, uh, and then he did. And later that day he wrote appropriate that moving out is on my karaoke list. Uh, he also wrote mini gourmet, which is the name of the restaurant across the street from the medical center. Uh, it's not Mr. Cacciatore's here in San Jose. It's called mini gourmet. <laughs> it's good. I'm yeah, it's not on Sullivan street. It's on, uh, boy, it's either on Bascom or, uh, 
more park. Well, everyone needs a place like that where you can make fun of the detective or whatever who has to work there. What was he? You know, he's, maybe he's just a cop on the beat. What is he? Well, a Sergeant O'Leary, sergeant right? O'Leary. So he's a sergeant. Well, whatever. We, there needs to be some place where we can make fun of those dudes when they got to go and work their part-time job so they can trade in their yeah. Chevy for a Cadillac. Then he wrote, I fucking am emoji with sunglasses. That's too short to count. <laughs> then he wrote, jazz is great. Listen to some more. Um, Fuck you. That's purely an attempt to bait you. Yeah, that's, that's bullshit. And then when we wrapped the bracket, um, probably in response to us saying, hey, we did a bunch of weeks at once. We didn't want to draw it out. He says, no worries. I got my money worth. Good. On the 16th, Marjan retweeted Joshua Grubbs, PhD. I said it like that because there's two Bs. Okay. Who wrote, peer review is wild. It's like if you took your car to mechanic and one mech said, we noticed all your doors have rusted out. You should fix those. And another said, love the rusted doors. But have you considered adding a flamethrower? And a third said, it's not a horse. (laughs) So I guess she was having some thoughts about some of the papers she has. Yeah. The peer review system is bonkers that often she'll get like two outstanding reviews and then the third review will make it entirely clear the person didn't even read the proposal yeah <laughs> we'll just make random fucking comments that don't have anything to do with her work and talk about how it's disqualifying and then you just go huh it seems like it might be impossible to go three for three which is what you need so <laughs> seems like it's rigged uh i invite everybody to read the blog retraction watch it mm-hmm. is about uh scientific misconduct but they do there are occasional uh, mentions of peer reviewing problems and issues and a lot of discussion about open access journals and paid access journals and things like that. So, you know, if the idea of uh, if that tweet about the peer review system got you horny for it, <laughs> I'd say Retraction Watch would be the way to go. Yeah. On the 18th, you tweeted a picture of Cam Newton <laughs> pulling up to the ballpark. Can you describe you said, what he's wearing? <laughs> I would say shit, yeah. Uh, He appears to be wearing, and I'm not 100% sure about the pants. They look like a very dark wash denim. Could be. Um, But they're creased, which makes me think that they're probably not. They could be. They could just be like Uh, charcoal slacks or something. He definitely has a five-button denim waistcoat on. Yeah. Uh, White shirt with a plain red tie. And then uh, maybe herringbone. I can't really tell in this picture. Light gray sport coat. And a Stetson hat. The Stetson, dude. And a Stetson hat. And it's a pretty wild. It's a killer. It's a pretty wild Stetson hat. (laughs) And... uh, you said, this is not great for our format, but I'm loving this Old West chic thing he's got going on. And he definitely, he's got a couple of briefcases. He definitely <laughs> looks like he could be the county doctor rolling in. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, making a house call or something. Uh-huh. Uh, he is responsibly masked, which I appreciate. But um, Cam Newton always has a wild getup. But I saw this one and I was like, Fuck. This is some fucking banker riding in from the big city on the train <laughs> and getting off in fucking Armadillo or whatever. Yep. <laughs> in uh, Red Dead Redemption. Oh, he looks uh, so good. It's a good look. 
Uh, and then the mask that he's got on, because of course it's COVID times. It doesn't really fit with the uh, Wild West theme, but you know, it's color appropriate for him. But I guess it would make more sense if he was a surgeon, though I doubt in the Old West times they bothered to wear a mask. Uh, no, they used to lick wounds and things, I'm sure. <laughs> it was pretty Good. wild back then. You get some real natural healing properties that way. Yeah. On the 19th, Ryan writes in, At Brother Date, are you saying writer is not the most important job in the world? <laughs> we well, must have been criticizing those Star Trek writers again. Yeah. Yeah. Look, they have a lot of uh, shit to say about what underappreciated geniuses they are. Like Billy Joel. It all exactly. comes around full circle on this podcast. <laughs> Uh, on the 22nd, Ryan writes, The expansion of Section 31 and Discovery does little to make it feel necessary to the overall plot or its existence feel realistic in-universe. Totally agree. So, I mean, we're none of us. None of us are big fans of Section 31 around here. Like... Where we uh, were never sent to bed early. <laughs> that's right. And, uh, and nobody, makes, nobody us makes us wait. Yeah, yeah. Around here we stay up very, 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 very late. Uh... Um, hey, I agree. Uh, spoiler alert, there is a main character who becomes Section 31, and, um, th- there ain't no reason. Like, uh, that doesn't add anything to the well, show. I've never seen nothing of Discovery, Yeah, and uh, I've been playing the latest Star Trek Online event, and I was like, this must be from Discovery. Don't none of this make sense. But then I got a hint that maybe it's actually from Picard. So. Well, nothing in Picard makes a lot of sense either. Uh, if I said do some synths attack Mars, does that mean anything to you? <laughs> Unfortunately, it does. Okay. All right. I so saw, I read that correctly. I saw that first Picard season. Ugh. It was a real black from me. Uh, also on the 22nd, Ryan wrote, without saying whether it was your premise or mine, man, that premise might really hold up for episode nine. But since mine was about choosing your family and episode nine ends in a way that really aligns with that, it could be that he met mine. <laughs> yeah, it could be. <laughs> uh, he also writes, how did we let this happen in our own land might be the surest sign we're living in a simulation because how the fuck did we let this happen? Yeah. Hey, the election's going on right now. It's still going on. Hey, Marjan just told me, sent me a message saying Nevada uh, decided to take an early night. Which I just yeah. really appreciate, because, you know... They're helping everybody out. They already took all day and didn't count any votes, as far as I can tell. Uh-huh. <laughs> the vote just didn't change the entire day, and, like, they don't have that many, so I don't really know... Yeah, I think the... What the uh, break they're taking is for... I think the Secretary of State, or whatever, was uh, driving around trying to find one of those uh, Arizona iced teas <laughs> that was, like, the Diet Arnold Palmer one. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was that was what necessitated the break. One. Oh, he well, found one, but it was a dollar twenty, and he's like, uh, "These are ninety nine cents. Uh, you can't." It says it on the can. It says it on the can. It on the can. Excuse me. Excuse me. It says on the can here, ninety nine cents. Hey, the other day I was at uh, Walgreens and I saw that the Arizonas were two for a dollar, and I fucking went ape. And by yeah. went ape, I mean I got two mucho mango. Oh hell yeah, that one's not bad. Yeah. It doesn't taste drinkable. like tea. There's no tea in there. But it's uh, it's cold and it's huge. And there were two of them for a dollar. So I was in. Uh, last week, Ryan tweeted at Brother Date, speaking of photon torpedoes, I really appreciated seeing one up close in Discovery. We've seen I mean, them up close before. Sure. Like in Star Trek Six, when 
Spock and uh, McCoy do perform surgery on a torpedo so that it can go up the tailpipe of that cloaked bird of prey. Or Star Trek Two, when we see it one getting put into a launch tube at one point in the movie, and then later we see Spock in one. Yeah, getting launched out of it. Uh, and then um, this very day, Shannon woke up and wrote. Was the football coach you referred to in the episode 7 description Coach Sweeney? Oh, probably. He taught my U.S. history class first period. The Wednesday before Thanksgiving, we came in and there was a taxidermied wild turkey on my desk. (laughs) Uh, Could have been. Uh, Coach Sweeney was quite a character. Yeah, we've definitely talked about him as being. He said a lot of things that I don't want to repeat on this show. Yeah, you shouldn't repeat them. Um... But I think we talked about him on this show for sure. Um, and then just one hour ago, somebody named Middle Zial tweeted, "Eat shit, Donnie," <laughs> at the re- at real Donald Trump. So. Yeah, but they forgot to tag brother date, so it didn't oh. get into our mentions. That's weird. It's in, I can see it. That's odd. It hmm. is. It is weird because when you go to that guy's account, yeah, uh, probably a lady. The avatar's a lady. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a lot of tweets about cruise ships. And stuff in there, too. (laughs) It's like that person's got pretty strange cares. Yeah. Yes. Boy, so much retweeting from this account. This middle Z-all? Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. I guess they don't have a lot to say themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's the mailbag. Well, that was pretty good. Not bad, everybody. We kind of raced through it, but um, a lot of it's Ryan just given us the one-liners so there's not much to do about that no but i appreciate I mean, good uh, good for him he got to hear his drop so right. we did, i don't think we had know. a chance to play it before but next time it has to be one word longer <laughs> that's the game it's my new arbitrary rule all right try to keep track then you better write that down how many what's the word count on the one that won uh, of today? course i will not okay well it's gonna be tough <laughs> um Hey, our other exciting segment for this week oh, good. is uh, it's going to be the Brother Date Fruit Bracket. Oh, hell yeah. Hey, did I make a drop for that? Uh, Fuck, I no, do you want me to play the Billy Joel one? <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We didn't start the fire. Ryan Shannon did. did. It's the Billy Joel bracket. bracket. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not gonna lie; it wasn't my best effort in terms of prepping a podcast. Yeah, here's the uh, here's the intro for this one. Shannon wrote in an email to us all the way back on August 26th. Mm. Uh, Hey guys, here's an easy little fruit bracket for you. Whenever you need a new game. It's based on a Wikipedia list of fruits. I took out all the fruits that are generally treated like vegetables, so tomatoes, peppers, etc., and all the really unusual or inedible ones. I also combined a bunch of groups to get down to 32. So, for example, there's apples, oranges, and blackberries. For these, just think of your favorite type when you're making your decision. I combined melons into one group, but left watermelons separate, as I think they are very different. Cool. I wasn't happy about having to combine lemons and limes into one category, but I had to get rid of one more. And Barry said I couldn't just delete lychees, even though they're disgusting little eyeballs. (laughs) So that is the brief, and we have 16 
head-to-head fruit category battles this week. Yeah, fruit battle. So here's what we'll do, because this is going to be a little little bit shorter. It doesn't involve playing clips, and we don't have to listen to any Billy Joel. <laughs> Thank God. Uh, if we have a tie on any one of these, we'll throw it back to Shannon for the decision. Yeah, it'll be like the flag bracket in that way. We can wait. We can yeah. wait for feedback. I agree. Um, so, buddy, round one. Hell yeah. Apple. Okay. It's a classic. Definitely. Yeah, I'd say it's a staple. Versus lemon slash lime. It's tough. It's already tough. I, right off the bat, I think I enjoy lemon and lime flavored things very, very much. But mm-hmm. lemons and limes are just not the kind of fruit that you just grab and take a big bite out of. Yeah, they're two very different kinds of fruits, right? One is an ingredients fruit, right. and one is, uh, you know, a classic hand fruit. Although you can make apple pies and stuff. Yeah, the thing about the cool hand fruits, or all the fruits where you can eat the flesh, is you can also do Oh, uh, it's when you things. eat 50 hard-boiled eggs? <laughs> is that the thing about cool hand fruits? Yes, exactly. No, it's that you can do all the things. You can also make flavored things with them, but they are, yeah. you can just nosh on them a little bit, but you can't do that. I mean, you could do it with lemons and limes. I love taking a bite out of a lime, but <laughs> it's not commonly done. So she arranged these in alphabetical order, mm-hmm. and she kind of accidentally put the hardest one right at the top. <laughs> like, just looking over the rest of these, I don't know that any of these are as challenging as this first one. Yeah, I'm going to say apple on this because of its greater versatility because you can just eat it. But um, but I love, le- obviously, you need lemons and limes for booze, right? Very helpful with booze. Um, yep. Baking, uh, fucking seafood. Um, yeah, all kinds of dressings and sauces. Mm-hmm. So it's not shitting on lemons and limes. It's just that you can make all kinds of flavors out of apples too and you can just take a bite out of a nice pink lady or something yeah yeah yep yep um mom dropped off a lemon pound cake today that she made ooh she's been watching bake off yeah and uh it's pretty good i love lemon pastries or baked goods yeah, yeah. that's i mean I like an apple pie, too. Oh, yeah, you can make all kinds of good apple fritters and all kinds of things, man. You know, this one is tough, but I do think at the end of the day that I agree with you and that apple is the superior fruit. Yeah. Sorry, lemons and limes, you did good work. If there was, like, a wild card, if you could, like, make it through the next round, even though you lost, you'd be in consideration. This next one's probably going to be easier because uh, on the A side of the bracket, we have uh, apricots. Hell, yeah. That's a pretty good fruit. Good to uh, eat, good to then, eat dried, good to eat flavored things. It's weird that she didn't combine it with uh, plums or peaches or nectarines. It's somewhere in that family. Like, those those guys are all... You know, the fact that you can get hybrids uh, like uh, apriums or pluots. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she made her choices. And it is going up against the lychee or lychee. You've uh, made your choices, sir! <laughs> hey, we're getting close to that one, right? We already did that one. Yeah, we did that one. Sorry, I was thinking about uh, the drumhead, which is two weeks from now. <laughs> that's a different one. That's he's a different got a one. Lot of, you got a lot of speeches with that same energy, though. That's a different one with a weird subplot about a Klingon guy. Oh, yeah. We're going to have the a spy. Lot. There's going to be a lot to say about Jadan, the Klingon guy. Yeah. 
Um, and I think we should include Rambutans in here with okay. lychees. They're pretty similar. Uh, for me, it's they pretty are kind easy. of like an eyeball in that it's a clear, sweet fruit without strong flavor around a big seed. Yes. Uh, for me, it's easy. I've never really enjoyed lychee. It, to, to me, it's just what you said. It's sweetness without any flavor, and I don't have much of a sweet tooth. And I always do consider fruit to be nature's candy. I've said it a million times. If I've yeah. said it once, man. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, there's going to be no contest for me. Uh, I like apricots. I like them more than peaches or nectarines. Okay. Um, it's, a, it's kind of a toss-up on plums. Okay. I think plums have a wider range of quality. Yeah. Like, depending on their ripeness, whereas most apricots are pretty much good to go. I guess I'd agree with that. Yeah, so apples and apricots. Yeah. Now, this next one could potentially be divisive. We have bananas. Okay. And mangoes. What's your favorite banana? The regular kind that we get? Like the one yeah, kind? Yeah, the like regular Cavendish banana or whatever it's fucking called. Or like the only other kind we can really get here is the little ones. The little baby nanners. Yeah, there's a bunch of different kinds of like plantains. Yeah, I don't think, are we counting those? Because they, they, I don't know. They we don't different. really eat them like fruit. No, I guess with the exception of like, so sort of fried, semi-caramelized ones that you sometimes get. Yeah, I like a fried plantain that's sweet or with like a savory dust or something. Yeah. Um, but I mean, do you have a favorite type of mango? Because there's so many. I don't. I don't really. I like Everyone mango. Likes that Alfonso mango, right? That's the that's the king shit of mangoes. You told me I listened to a pod recently of ours where you described going to India, and everyone told you you have to eat the mangoes in India. They're different. They're different, uh-huh. and they're better. And then you ate one there, and you're like, it's the same. Uh, it is it's, exactly the same. It's yeah. the fucking same mango. Um, I don't know if I have a preference in mango types. I like mangoes. In general. Uh, for for me, when I'm thinking about this, I mean, I'll eat a banana as a hand fruit, whereas a mango is a lot of work. You got to do a lot of peeling, and you can't just hold a slippery mango. You got to really slice it up yeah. or something. And it's got a weird, hard, flat seed in it, mm-hmm. and then uh, and then it's stringy sometimes. Yeah, maybe I just like bananas, but I was gonna reframe it as what do you like better? A banana milkshake from shake from Falafel Drive In or a mango lassie from anywhere. Hmm. Uh well okay, in that contest I like the mango lassie better. Um It's not that I I generally don't like banana flavored things because it's so overpowered. Well that's why you gotta get the one from Falafel's drive in. Is it better? Not, yeah, it's just banana. Cause it's just like a time- banana frosty like mom used to make in the blender. Yeah, those were good. Um, most of the time, if you put banana in something, it overpowers every other thing about it. So that's yeah, why that, I don't. And that false banana flavor that apologists say tastes like what bananas used to taste like in the 30s or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's extremely nasty. Yeah, I'm not a fan. But generally, I like it. I like to just pick up a banana and eat it and maybe eat it in a gross way that makes people <laughs> either think I'm trying to do uh, like a phallus joke of some kind or that they just don't like the mushiness of the sound i'm making i like that i can turn people off with a banana and i can't really do that with a mango it's it's pretty difficult 
I haven't thought of a way yet. You'd to have do to it. cut it into a weird shape and lick it funny. <laughs> That's right. It'd be a lot of. Oh, work. I mean, I guess I could cut it into a vag. I could. Pro- I could probably do a cunnilingus. That's what I'm saying. Like, I guess that's what I was implying. Now, typically, you would probably want to do that with a papaya. Thank you for the suggestion, by the way. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just going to write it. (laughs) You're welcome. Taking a note. Okay. I'm going to say banana on this one. I think it's bananas, yeah. Yeah. I think that actually may have been just as tough as apples versus lemons and limes. Maybe. Because I really like the flavor of mango a lot. I do like it. Well, in the next one, we have blackberries. Yeah. Against melons, which we know does not include watermelons. Yes, from looking at so the list, we here, see watermelons are gonna, separate. Here, it's going to primarily be cantaloupes and honeydews, then. I mean, those are the two most common melons. There are certainly others. There are, because we went to some Asian grocer and we got some Korean melons, and they are the shit. Oh, They're yeah, so Korean crunchy. They yeah. to keep the crunch too. We had these things in our fridge for like a month, and we pulled them out and sliced them up, and they were as crunchy as ever. I <laughs> loved them. It really blew my mind. Um, yeah, they look like little yellow squashes because they you know, melons and squashes. They're the same right. family and all that business. Yeah, sort of. Whatever. They're related. Whatever the actual. They, they look that we we agree that they look the same mm-hmm. for sure. I think um, they are related. I just don't know how the I don't know the classifications. So man, do you know. give a shit about blackberries? Marjan loves blackberries, but I've always been a raspberry guy. Ah. Um, you don't. Well, raspberries are on this list, so I guess we can we can uh, litigate those later. Mm-hmm. Uh, blackberries. I wish they didn't have that seed. <laughs> the seed annoys you. I just eat it. I don't care. I mean, I do too, yeah. but I still wish it wasn't there. I, it's never bothered me. Um, out here, also the- they get mushy real fast. That's the problem with uh, most berries is that they have one of them micro shelf lives. Yeah. And um, out here, the produce is just generally kind of garbage, especially when it comes to berries. And we can't get any good berries. Sometimes we luck out with Trader Joe's and they have a good batch. But most of the time we eat a blackberry and it's just kind of tasteless. I really miss West Coast Coast produce. Hey, those... um, Those... uh, maintenance people coming to do the lawn or whatever they really <laughs> they really picked a good time oh they fucking do not care that it's sunset they, it doesn't give, they don't say, give a shit isn't yeah. it gonna be dark soon what are they doing yeah. yep definitely Ugh. Fucking guys. uh yeah no they picked the exact moment we started recording so you know it is that's what we're dealing with here today i would, uh, i would be willing to pick melons but i don't I don't. I, I don't feel strongly either way. Well, mel- so melon is my choice for sure. Yeah. Uh, cantaloupe. Okay. There's almost no bad cantaloupes out there. I don't know what it is, but they always get to market in pretty good shape. Yeah, but aren't we talking about a high ceiling? Sorry, high floor, low ceiling fruit. Like, oh, you don't think a good cantaloupe is a big deal? Yeah, like. It's filler fruit. It's the fruit they throw into a fruit salad. So you go, look at this big fruit salad, but you realize it's 75% cantaloupe, and you go, what the fuck is this? Well, okay, so then how do you feel about honeydew? Because I I was going to say that honeydew is much more variable, but when it's good, it's real good. I fucking love honeydew. Yeah. A honeydew for me is the superior melon of those two. There was... Uh, I, I mean, look, 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 look. If you want to talk about lemons and limes, fucking put some... Oh, yeah, put yeah, some yeah, juice yeah. on top of one of those cantaloupes, and suddenly your cantaloupe is baller. 
Oh yeah, you're gonna want lime juice on a on a melon, on Hell a piece yeah. of melon. It really blows up. There was a restaurant in the prune yard, a breakfast restaurant, and I don't remember its name. And one time they gave me a diet coke, and it had a little wedge of honeydew in it. And it was amazing. <laughs> you looked at it and you went, "They ran out of, they ran out of lemons or something." What's what is this? Yeah, I said, "Is that fucking honeydew? Is that how they know that I'm drinking diet coke? What's the deal?" <laughs> and it was cu- super good. Did they cut it up to try to make it look like a lemon, hoping they fool me? <laughs> Is this like when they brought those mission tortillas to our table oh, in that Afghan place? I definitely. <laughs> Fuck. You think Whitey won't know? <laughs> those were for sure mission tortillas. They were 100% store-bought mission tortillas. They smelled like the mission tortilla bag. That's all I'm going to say about it. Uh, I, I mean, I looked around to make sure that I wasn't on a hidden camera show. Yeah. <laughs> I don't is think this, this fucking, could be this fucking. This a fucking honeydew. This this. Oh yeah, for the honeydew. Yep. Yeah. And well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. No, I I do. I mean, I remember when we went to that low rent Afghan restaurant in Sunnyvale, and they put those mission tortillas on the table, and we were like, well, first of all, we're eighty percent here for the bread for that yes. good good Afghan. Bread. Barzan was craving it especially. Yeah. Like hey hey hey, I know you can get a whole pillow sized loaf yeah. of this bread for a buck so what's this what am i doing it's shocking again you're you're right that they don't sell small sizes of those breads so like how do you not have any bread like every they time should have, they should have had some we go to the kurdish place around here and like the bread is <laughs> the bread, we're talking about like six by eight feet breads like <laughs> the big it's like hey why are they why are they bringing plywood out to the t- oh no that's, <laughs> that's bread that's that is bread, bread. Like, how do you run out of bread? I don't understand. <clears throat> and then, like... There was a sandwich shop in Cambridge, Massachusetts that we would go to from time to time. It's a sandwich place. They made sandwiches and nothing else, just sandwiches. Uh-huh. And really, like, 75% of the time, they would run out of bread by 2 p.m. <laughs> and, you just, and then you'd walk in and you'd ask for a sandwich and they hadn't closed the shop. They would just look at you and go, oh, we don't have any bread. You'd go, what do wouldn't you mean? They- <laughs> Why wouldn't they close the shop? I don't know. You would walk in, you'd go up to the counter, you'd look at the menu. They wouldn't tell you before you were looking at, like, they'd watch you look at the menu for a while. And you'd go, oh, yeah, that that um, that sharp pepper is what they called that one. It had, like, uh, cracked pepper turkey and it had arugula on it. And it was fucking really good. Anyway, that's the one I want. And then they go, we don't have bread. <laughs> you just feel like such an asshole for being in there at all. Because this has already happened to you. Fucking time, idiot. Because this has already happened to you eight other times, so you feel really dumb. Well, I uh, I got a couple of things to say about this fruit bracket. I know that I've said cantaloupe four times, and I'm sure someone's going to come along and say, you know, technically you're getting musk melons. (laughs) That's right. Or real cantaloupe is smooth, or whatever that that doesn't have that spider or that web on the outside. You're getting lone scum melons. Fine. Who cares? And then, uh, and then I number two, I do want to try those crunchy Korean melons. Oh, okay, yeah. So go to go to one of the Asian grocers and look there. That's where we've been finding. I've them. seen I've seen them ones that look like yellow squashes. Yeah, they look like little yellow squashes. They're like um, I don't know. You could hold them in your hand pretty easily. They're like little hand sized melons, and you just fucking slice those bad boys up, and they crunchy as shit and juicy, and they taste so good. <sighs> we got to go back there. Do we count winter melon, the not sweet melon that is made into Chinese soups? 
Uh, I mean, if you want to, if you think that's going to help its case. They use it for um, milk teas and stuff, too. Oh, do they? Yeah. It doesn't have any flavor. Not really. I'm still melon. I'm team melon. I think I'm going to go melons on this, too. Yeah. Uh, But now, maybe we will be split on this, because the next matchup is blueberries versus watermelons. I mean, I'm... I'm 100% 100% team blueberry. Okay, because I was going to say I'm near 100% team watermelon. So, yeah. <laughs> we, we are split. Not only do I enjoy a nice watermelon on like a hot day or whatever, but for me, I don't even get bad watermelon. I've never had a bad one because the part I like is the white part next to the rind, the sour part. And that oh part's the God. same on every watermelon. Yeah, no kidding. Hell yes. It's so refreshing. Ah, it's so good. Oh, God, you like that crispity, crunchity white mm, part, huh? That's what I'm saying. I leave all that pink nonsense to everybody else. You can have that. I don't care. Oh, boy. Um, I just gnaw on the rind like a little fucking raccoon. I'm I'm fairly sure this the watermelon is the thing that sparked this discussion because I've talked. I leave it alone because <laughs> Cause it's so great. Watermelon could be so good. Yeah. And even a mediocre watermelon is so poor in comparison if it's grainy or too dry yeah. or not sweet enough. Yeah. But I don't worry about that because I don't even care. That's yeah. why I'm team watermelon because what I want out of it is not what a lot of people want out of it. Well, first of all, I will eat two pounds of blueberries. I will buy two pounds of blueberries, p- rinse them off in a colander, put the colander on a towel, and just eat that. The towel? Essenced with blueberry? You know, like a kitchen towel or something. <laughs> They've already been rinsed. I leave them in the colander. Oh, okay. It's just that the colander has holes and water in it. So, so. you don't eat the towel then? I don't eat the towel right. usually. Um, but if, blue, if a bloob got away and I was hungry... Maybe it's another thing where I'm just used to getting varying levels of produce and I feel like I get a lot of tasteless blueberries in my life where I just, I eat it and nothing happens. Here's another great thing. Frozen blueberries. Okay. They're super good. They do, the freezing and thawing process does make them into little blue ink bombs like you're stealing money. (laughs) So they will dye your whole mouth and teeth uh, quite a disturbing dark blue slash purple color. Right. Um, but they're great. You throw some frozen blueberries into ice cream or whatever. It's amazing. Yeah, uh, Marjan made some blueberry ice cream with her ice cream maker, I don't know, a year ago. And that shit was, was pretty bomb. Yeah. Um, I like blueberries. I just feel like there's a lot. For me, there's a lot of variance in the blueberry. And that's not so because of what I want out of the watermelon. It's, I don't have that same problem. This one's going to Shannon, and this one's probably going to be a loss for me because she deliberately separated watermelons out from other melons. <laughs> so she probably has strong opinions and i doubt it's watermelon suck about how it's the superior melon is probably yeah that's my guess yeah yeah, yeah. number seven Uh, next one's a real wild card we have currants up against oranges kind of weird that currants are enough to make it do they do more with them in the uk i think they do a lot more with currants in the uk i had to fucking look it up because i wasn't sure if i'd ever eaten a currant (laughs) and honestly i'm still not sure but i think they include stuff like gooseberries all right which are nasty. Yeah, I've definitely had currants. I've um, had the flavor black currant in stuff. Right. But I don't. I don't know if I've eaten them, really. Uh, I think they're in Persian food. Um, <laughs> that would make sense, yeah. And then oranges here also have to include tangerines, because she doesn't have those separately. So oranges and tangerines, but not Well, then this is the easiest one on the fruits. whole bracket, because my favorite fruit of all is the various kinds of... Cure. 
Yes, the various kinds of cure. <laughs> all of the hy- hybrids and crossbreeds <laughs> and all the shit. I love myself a Tangelo so very much. <sighs> yeah, I'm... Got that I'm nipple not on the end. Fuck. <laughs> Play with that thing a little bit and then peel it off and eat it. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I'm not an orange guy. Uh-huh. I don't like a straight orange, but I fucking love tangerines and mandarins. Get a little clementine so, or something. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'll destroy a box of clementines. Fuck yeah. I like the ones that are easy to peel because I am a lazy American. So that's another I reason a, I love the tangelos. They come off real easy. I have a special plastic bird I use to peel clementines because I never have fingernails, so I can't even get them started. Okay. It's got a little sharp beak. Is that what the bird's for or what you adapted it for? No, that's what it's for. Okay. It's something that Katie found at Daiso or elsewhere. Sure. So that makes sense that there would be a cute way to start a, a cutie. Yeah. Um, Sorry, Currents. Be yeah. more popular in America so you had a chance at uh, this one. I was going to say, they needed to go up against a real a real lesser fruit. Uh, going up against yeah. orange was, a, that was never going to happen. Yeah, it's just alphabetical, although... Shannon didn't move watermelon to the bottom. Oh, yeah. She left it with melon. If it had gone alphabetically, it would have gone up against kiwi fruit, and blueberries would have gone up against oranges instead. Oh. But, uh, you know, that's how the bracket shakes out. Yep. Ryan did a bunch of duplicates in his. She's got watermelon in a slightly, slightly strange position. So, Number eight, cherry and papaya. This is fucking no contest for me. Papaya smells like a cat's butthole. <laughs> and it tastes like not much. You, so, you like a nice papaya salad, though, maybe. It's a real bet. I Sure, I will eat like a green papaya salad at a Thai restaurant. Yeah. The only thing that they make spicy even for white people right? is that green papaya salad, yeah, which there doesn't will seem to blow be, your sinuses open. There doesn't seem to be a mild version of that, for whatever no, reason. No, there just isn't. Um, cherries are not my favorite fruit, but I do like a Rainier cherry. Mm-hmm. So. I agree. I'm, I'm uh, yeah. cherries on this one. I don't mind papayas anywhere near as much as you do. I wonder if it's uh, one of those things where like the taste of cilantro is real soapy to me. It could be because yeah. you and I are different in that regard. So we definitely taste and smell things differently. Yeah. Um, uh, and I don't even have as much is. of a problem with cherries as you. Like, I, I agree that Rainier is the best cherry, but I'll eat other cherries, too. I mean, I just, like, I specifically don't like a Bing cherry. It's too yeah. tart. I don't, I like tart. I like yeah. s- uh, that shit to be nice and sour. So. Yeah. Uh, you know what it is, is I worked at eBay for three years, and in the eBay cafe, they fucking loved to put papaya in every goddamn salad. Mm. And, uh, so I got sick of that butthole smell. <laughs> I mean, if it smells like butthole, it wouldn't take long to get sick of it. No. Uh, match eight here is interesting. Got a kind of it's, a tropical bent. Yeah, it's coconuts versus passion fruit. Yeah. For me, passion fruit is an iced tea flavoring. <laughs> okay. I mean, where else do you get it, really? Eh, you can get it on pastries and cakes. Yeah, on a pastry. And something like that. Curds. You know. And coconut has a nasty, squeaky, grainy texture. I hate the texture of coconut, 100%. Yeah. That's my problem with uh, all coconut candies, is I don't like the texture of the fucking nasty, shredded coconut. And it always survives. Katie made a cake last night using mm-hmm. coconut flour, and 
I mean, it was a flower. It was ground down to a flower size. Like right. there was fucking little, little tiny grains and still somehow the cake was squeaky to eat. <laughs> and it's like, how could, po- how could this texture possibly survive having been milled down to this? Size? Has the DOD looked at this thing? I feel like there must be some kind of military use. That can, I think, that can come is it from possible this? that coconut is Kevlar? <laughs> could be. No one knows what it is. Could it be coconut? That being said, uh, passion the- fruit. What do you do with the seeds? No. Do you just eat them? Uh, I don't know because I never just eat a passion fruit. That's sort of what I'm saying. Yeah. Like I don't. That's not how I do it. I just have it as flavors and various things, and I really like it in baked goods. Um, but I don't eat it. I don't just eat a passion fruit. Is that something that people do? I don't know. I don't know either. It still doesn't seem likely. But one of the things I most miss about the Bay Area was going to the farmer's market on Saturday or Sunday morning, whatever day it was, and uh, just having the person fucking hack into a coconut and put a straw in there and then walk around holding a young Thai coconut. And that's the thing for me is I do like coconut water. It's good stuff. Yeah. Uh, Definitely... Definitely, I have worked in offices where the fridge was fully stocked with coconut water. This was several years ago before LaCroix mm-hmm. really displaced it. Uh, and I I'd for sure drank too many of those. And the hateful coconut-flavored LaCroix, which is... It's nasty. Tastes like dust. Yeah. Tastes like dust water. So that's the one aspect of coconut that I like, is the, uh, is the water. Mm-hmm. Ah, boy. Um, I'm going to say passion fruit because I enjoy the flavors more and I don't just eat. I don't eat either one of them just as the flesh. But I do like like, like you, I like coconut water. I'm going to go along with you on that one, I think, because my distaste for any coconut solids is so high. Yeah. Yep. Which is Uh, weird. Our dad loved it. Oh, for sure. Then he loved an Almond Joy, definitely. So please don't tell us we have to listen to more jazz, okay? We had plenty of opportunities <laughs> to eat coconut things. We don't like them. Match nine, we have cranberries, mm. which I guess are kind of their own thing. Tried to murder me one time. <laughs> Up against peaches slash nectarines. Yeah, that's a tough, that's a tough draw for cranberry. Now, in Tennessee, can you get an actual ripe peach? Yes. Because the peaches in California are universally too crunchy. Yep, that's the problem, right? You don't get a nice juicy peach. Uh, you can definitely yeah. get those here, nectarines too, obviously. Um, but honestly, even if cranberries were going up against canned yellow peaches, mm-hmm. yellow cling peaches in light syrup, uh, <laughs> cranberries would not have a fight. How do you feel about their place in one part of the calendar in America? Uh because they're entirely a fall idea, the yeah, cranberry. There's something that you get in Thanksgiving and Christmas and really not outside of that here. I mean, Unless you just drink cranberry I, juice. Yeah, cranberry juice would be the thing, right? Yeah. So, like, I don't know if you're super prone to UTIs or something, maybe. I mean, I maybe like cranberry juice. And maybe cranberry is an all-year thing for you. But I like cranberry juice because, like I said, I like the tart. It also has that uh, dirt flavor that Katie is always <laughs> complaining about. Like, there is something in cranberry juice where you're like, huh, there is. Something of the, is of the earth. This is of the <laughs> yes, earth. That's exactly. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I told you about it, but I came face to face with a cranberry bog one time. I know they are of the earth. <laughs> Why don't you explain how a cranberry once tried to kill you? Well, in the days before GPS, 
Um, those days also, by the way, happen to coincide with the days before streetlights in most of Massachusetts. It's a dangerous <laughs> combination of no GPS and no streetlights and no street signs. So you're just kind of driving around trying to find a high school soccer game maybe that you have to cover. And you don't really know where you're going. And uh, it's very dark and uh, there are no street signs. And you drive and you have to put on the brakes real quick because you're fucking 13 feet from a big old cranberry bog. I don't know if you guys have seen cranberries. They just kind of sit on top of the water and do their business. Now, I have seen the Ocean Spray commercials, Matthew, and it does seem like cranberry bogs are only about waist high. So the assertion that it was trying to kill you... It was very dark, and I would have been extremely disoriented. They could have <laughs> killed probably me! probably true. Hey, why don't they have street signs in Hanson, Massachusetts? Oh, that's not a place. I was, like, driving around that whole night going, I literally have no way of knowing where I am. There are no signs a- anywhere. A made-up town like Grizzly Flats. It is not made up. They have one of them combined high schools, Whitman Hanson, for Whitman and Hanson, Massachusetts. And they were really good at soccer. Well, it's because they uh, they train in those cranberry bogs. They put two of the girls... It's, it's resistance training, and then when you run <laughs> on a regular grass field, you're so fast. It's fucking true. I bet they do that. That is such a Massachusetts idea. <coughs> um, hey, uh, get in the bog. <laughs> I want to. Uh, I want you to do ten laps of the bog. They, uh, two of the girls that I covered on the high school girls team soccer team when I was at the newspaper, both made the U.S. women's team. So oh, like nice. they're yeah they're legit. Um, but they don't have streetlights or street signs, and they got a lot of cranberry bogs. So fuck them. Anyway, for me, it's peaches and nectarines. Um, I like cranberry stuff, but like, what's better than like a fucking tasty nectarine or something? Um, well, they're too crunchy, but like I said, even just the canned peaches are going to be cranberries for me, because it's one time of year. I fucking don't love it that time of the year. Maybe you'll get it on a turkey sandwich sometime the rest of the year, and you're like, all right, but this is only good because you made it into jam. Right. Yeah. Uh, by the way, my cranberry sauce uh, includes cuties. It is. It's part clementine. Oh, you throw some mandarin slices in there, huh? Yeah, it's... Um... It's the goodness, for sure. Yeah, a lot of people use orange juice or something, but I could see. I just use the whole I thing. I even use a little f- of flesh and everything. It's all so good. Um, the best baked good I think I've ever had. Marshawn made some combined peach and nectarine cupcakes or muffins or whatever they were. I think they were muffins. Mm. And they were so fucking good. <laughs> I do like a peach cobbler. Yeah, it was like a cobbler in a, in a muffin or something. It was so yeah, good. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, uh, we got another uh, hard, unfair matchup in matchup ten. Dates have to go up against pairs. Yeah, that's tough. How? Hey, here's a dry, chalky fruit. That oh, it is sweet. It is very. sweet. It is definitely sweet, and it sticks in all of your teeth. Talk about and, nature's um, candy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or a pear, possibly the best fruit. You know we love those Oregon pears that we eat every year around Christmas. Yeah. Those huge ones that come in and they're so juicy. Yeah, it's not close. For me, it's pears. Um, but, like, not even the chalky dates. Like, we just get, like, a, a regular old date. Mm-hmm. Like, a just a big old date. Um, those aren't too bad. Those They're so sweet. They're just, like, they got so much natural sweetness, but in a way that doesn't bother me, like a lychee or something. Um, Persians eat them a lot, and they eat them, like... Like during Ramadan, like they'll eat dates first before they like dig into their meal. 
So like, I sure. feel like Persian play, Persian households and places always have a lot of dates around, and so I always have a lot of dates around. And um, I got some on the table right over here right now, and they're pretty fucking good. But pears, I mean, I would eat yeah. pears for every meal. Uh, our grandmother <laughs> had a pear tree. Yeah, when we were growing up, and those things would fall off the tree, and you. So you know they're super ripe when they're falling off. Yeah. Uh, and they're also warm because they've been out in the sun. Yeah. And you fucking destroy those things and get the shits real bad. But Hell yeah, dude. Fucking wash I, those things I, down I would, with I'll some... I'll take that trade. <laughs> wash those things down with some room temperature orange Gatorade in a glass bottle? Fuck yeah. yeah. That's fucking living. That's Cupertino <laughs> living. Get nasty with it. That's that Cupertino lifestyle. Maybe later play Crazy Eights with a... Uh, <laughs> Uh, Great Western Inn deck of cards or something. <laughs> Play some 70s colored sunset on the back. Grab some croquet mallets and go hit some rocks because you don't understand what croquet <laughs> no one is. taught you how to play croquet. <laughs> <laughs> Why do they have those croquet mallets? <laughs> uh, you should hear tell of it. Uh, Mom and Dad and Mary and Pete stuff used to play croquet out there. Well, they gave up but on that probably before by we their own, around. By their own crazy rules. Well, obviously, anything with dad would have crazy rules. Yeah. Though he oh, shat boy. all over my Nashville rules for cribbage and refused yeah. to play them. Well, that was at the end of his life when he was done with new concepts and ideas. <laughs> yes, for sure. Uh, match 11, dragon fruit versus plum. Pfft, dragon fruit for me is the most disappointing fruit. It's, it's so fucking fancy looking, both yes. outside and inside, and it tastes like nothing. It's really doing bad work. It's like, I don't know if those colors and its look and everything in nature makes animals stay away from eating it and it's a good defense, but it makes humans want to eat it very much. Like, but then I get into it and it's not even good. I don't even want it. I wouldn't eat it if you just looked like you taste you see one of those fucking things at the grocery store and you're like that's probably gonna taste crazy <laughs> that's gonna and be the best like, thing i've ever had oh never mind it doesn't taste like anything it's just matter i just have matter in my mouth that i'm chewing around for no reason it's, i'm chewing pulp yeah this is stupid why do you look so fancy if you looked as boring as you taste no one would ever eat you and you'd survive a thousand generations yeah uh whereas a plum is so good somebody wrote a sassy poem about how good it was to eat eat them to eat somebody's to eat, to eat somebody else's plums. cold plum and they're like dang it i just couldn't help myself it was cold and it was tasty all right yeah i mean i'm with that person obviously i love plums i love black plums i love red plums i love all the uh hybrids and crossbreeds and all that but give them to me i want them yeah yeah yeah, yeah. uh for me the black ones particularly yes but I'll, I'll eat rally red ones too but you know i love the tartness <laughs> I like a good pucker. Uh, that is that is the lesson we're learning here today. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know about tartness, but the one of the fruits in the next round will try to destroy your mouth from the inside. <laughs> we have uh, figs versus pineapples. Yes, we have discussed on this show previously. I don't know if you guys knew this, but we've done some fruit talk on this <laughs> before. We've talked about how the pineapples do. They got the enzymes or whatever. They try to eat away yeah. at you. Yeah, definitely don't like. Don't be at Safeway over by the cut fruit section and see one of those great big bowls <laughs> of just just pineapple. And you're like, oh hell yeah, I can down so that. Good, so good and sweet and cold. And then like you eat 
a third of it and you're like, I think I might lose my tongue. <laughs> I have to go to the hospital right now. <laughs> God, I, I'm, I don't know. I don't know why, but I'm just eating spoonfuls of baking soda, hoping it deactivates <laughs> it somehow. Wordlessly walk out the door to the car and your loved one asks where you're going and you said, hey, too much pineapple. <laughs> <coughs> um, figs figs are sweet and sticky they got a big pit you got to get rid of but uh you know all right this is what we need to talk about uh, my idea of the uk is uh, at least 35 percent fig just when you ask me about what what is england or whatever i'll just be you're like just, that's a bunch of figs you're just like it's fucking figgy pudding <laughs> and uh <laughs> Maybe just a single fig. You know what I mean? Like, it's mostly just figs in my mind. Hey, we watched a a great British baking show from the last couple of years last night where they made fucking straight up fig Newtons. Yeah. Uh, And, I mean, they called them fig rolls, but I knew what they were. We all knew. You weren't fooling me with that. It's fruit and Uh, cake. I I get it. Yeah. And it was was during biscuit week, and I said, well, it's not, but it's not a cookie, though. (laughs) Because it's fruit and cake. That's right. Uh, and uh, am I wrong? I want the UK listeners to just tell me what's up with the fig. Do you guys? Is it, it on the flag? It and like I didn't it, notice. Like, it seems like it's mostly figs. Yeah, I feel like it's a fig place. So uh, this, uh, I made. Uh, we made a. We had a sun basket. It's like a blue apron. We had a sun basket uh, mm. this week that had uh, chicken and had, it had figs in it. And the figs were maybe the best part of this thing for me because it had olives and capers and. Uh. Some fucking bitter ass chicory or radicchio or something. Okay. So you know, that was the best part of that meal for me. So I'm not, I'm not inclined to hate him. But these are two fruits: one that I don't really want to eat a lot of, and one that I am not physically capable of eating a lot of. <laughs> uh-huh. But the temptation remains. Yeah, I do really like the taste of pineapple. Fucking good. And by the way, when I was a younger man with less reflux, <laughs> I would buy a big old heavy metal tin of pineapple juice oh yeah and just fucking church key into that thing and because that's how they only came and now i understand why because it'll eat through everything else and uh and just fucking chow down on that shit and i would be just fine but if i try to do that today i would be in the hospital for sure (laughs) Uh, it's nature's nastiest fruit that's extremely tasty Mm -hmm. so pineapples for me man yeah, I think it's just pineapples. And this uh, this bracket is turning out very conventional. In the oh, what am I round, supposed huh? to do about this? I, yeah. What am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to pick the dragon fruit? There's a you know there's kind of a chance here for uh, for a dark horse in the next matchup. We have grapes uh, over on the A side, and they're going up against pomegranates. Now you see, grapes are like the opposite of lemon and lime, where they're really only edible as the fruit, and things that are grape yeah. flavored are trash. Oh yeah, <laughs> that that is one hundred percent true. Uh, grape grape flavor. Uh, well, first of all, I think it's I think grape flavor is based on Concord grapes, which are a whole different fruit. Yeah, they're nasty. Uh, but I don't even. <laughs> I don't even really love grapes, like uh, green grapes, particularly green table grapes. There's like it seems like you get a one out of three chance that any particular grape is sweet. Mm. And then the grape next to it can be just uh, astringent or tart, and even though it's on the same exact bunch. I think you're going to be able to guess which ones I prefer. <laughs> well, you like them tart. I know. I want the ones that are tart. 
<laughs> you like the ones that make you pucker. I grab the little ones, the ones that look like little babies, because they got little tart juice in them. I eat the uh, grape where, babies! Whereas if pomegranate arrows were cheaper, I would uh, just eat them with a spoon-like cereal. <laughs> you, you buy those from the store, and that is not cost-effective, and that's not the freshest way that they can be done. But you no. will still do it, because they are so tasty. Yeah, and it's... It, listen, it's a little bit of work to get inside a pomegranate. It's got that weird waxy stuff, and you gotta break it apart, and then, I don't know, maybe you float the seeds or float the waxy parts, I forget. It's I've never a found mess. a way that prevented me from squirting the juice all over myself and staining everything. Just staining think, the whole kitchen. I think we've talked about this, though. You have a pomegranate guy? Yeah, I got a hookup. He's my father-in-law, and he'll just make fucking two huge tubs full of the shit. <laughs> And give them to his daughter, and uh, he probably doesn't want me to eat them, but I'm going to eat them. He probably hopes that only his precious daughter, who he treasures, will eat them. But I'm fucking, I'm eating those secretly. Um, By the way, if he were asleep on the couch, I'd grind up on him while I ate them. And I'd just go, oh, yeah, mmm, fucking, fucking Japanese style. Oh, I wish there was another season of that. I know, it'd be great. I'd love to see the f- further adventures of Kantaro, the Sweet Tooth Salary, Sweet Tooth man. salary man. Yeah, uh, I like grapes, by the way. I like green grapes. Kind of like red grapes. There are different varieties now you can get in the store that are that are like cool white grapes and things like that. Red but. grapes are definitely the least interesting of the grapes. Yes. Like if you get a nice deep black grape or, you know, yep. like, those could be good. Oh, the pomegranates are so tasty. Um, the only thing is, are, is this bracket about practicality or is it just about the deliciousness of a pomegranate? You know? Nah, I mean, this has got coconuts, pineapples, passion fruits in there. There's a lot of stuff that's not not hand fruit level accessible. Yeah, I think I have to go pomegranate on this. Palms it is. Hey, we've agreed on everything but one so far. Yep. Maybe the next few uh, rounds will get trickier. And you've admitted that you're a raspberry man. And the next round is raspberries versus grapefruit. But this is a tough matchup. I love grapefruit. I also like grapefruit. And I love pomelo. And I love... Okay, so raspberries. Here's what I don't like about raspberries. Number one, dry. Oh. They're very dry, right, on the outside? I guess... I was going to say the, my main problem with them is when you get squishy ones. Okay, sure. Number two, no structure. <laughs> they squish the hell up, right? Yeah, they just come apart in your mouth. They become a mishmash. Yeah. Number three, all the little hairs. What Love is it. this? Love it. Okay. Talk about cunnilingus. That's nature's... <laughs> raspberries are nature's cunnilingus. There. TM, 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 TM. Having said that, I do really like the flavor of raspberry. They're little pubes. <laughs> you know, our download numbers shot way <laughs> up today because Katie download finally downloaded a huge batch of these. Nice. And that means that it'll be probably half a year before she gets around to downloading this one. Uh-huh. Because she's got to listen to all those old ones before then. Sure. Um, but I am not looking forward to seeing her face when she hears you talk about how they're little pubes. <laughs> so what's wrong with a little bit of nature's cunnilingus? I don't understand right. this. I don't cool. understand what's wrong with it. That's a healthy activity. 
grapefruits, on the one hand, the only fruit that you're encouraged to eat with sugar. Because they got a little bit of bitterness, it's true. Yeah, because they're not they're not uh they're not that sweet on their own. Um, but I do like that they come in their own little portions. Yeah. You could dig out one little portion at a time, like mm-hmm. your Uncar Plut. Mm-hmm. Uh I like the taste of grapefruit. Mm. I like grapefruit flavored things. I love grapefruit juice so much. I order grapefruit juice every time it's available. I'd like a breakfast or something. Uh, we ate at a French restaurant in the Vegas, on the Vegas, no, sorry, just off the Vegas Strip one time. Bally's? Uh, restaurant Le Pomplemousse. <laughs> okay. And they served grapefruit sherbet as a palate cleanser between each course, <sighs> and it was real good. Fuck yeah. Uh, this one's not super easy for me, because there's kind of pros and cons for all of these. Oh, I definitely yeah. would not eat half a grapefruit for breakfast. I mean, I, I would eat it with breakfast. Also, if you have thoughts about pomelos, this is where I'd throw one. Yeah, I love them. St- I love them too. Okay, I love them too. Uh, but I love raspberries, and uh, I'm really torn. I don't know what to do. Help! Anyone? I mean, we could throw it to Shannon. Let's throw it to Shannon, so I don't have to decide between my two babies. All right. A little more exotic. Next matchup: guava versus starfruit. Hell yeah. Starlight. Now. Stop it! Starfruits are tasty. Yep. Katie's grandparents had starfruit tree. Okay. Which is good because it's another one of those fruits that's stupid expensive in California. Yes. So whenever she goes to Florida, she brings back a bunch in her suitcase. Well, that's good. Yeah, again, you don't see them. They're not in regular produce sections very often yeah. in California. Having said that, Guava is super versatile. Mm-hmm. It's a very unique flavor. Yeah. I like the flavor. Yes. It's good as a as a nectar. Yeah. A little can of guava nectar. Love it. Yum yum yum. And then also in pastries with cream cheese, cream cheese and guava paste. Uh-huh. Have you had these fucking pastries? I have. So good. You're speaking my language. Yeah. I feel like we're on the same page so much. I uh, for me this is a guava win. And sometimes Katie buys guavas and doesn't even eat them. She just leaves them in a bowl on the counter and they just kind of stink up the room with guava stink. And it's pretty good. <laughs> it's very tropical. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be guavas for me. It's me. Yeah, me too. I'm uh, I'm in. I have starfruit, I'm just kind of whatever on. They're fine. Uh, they're, they're okay. They taste good. Yeah. They're, they would win against some of these other ones for me, but uh, yeah. not the almighty guava. Yes. Last matchup. Kiwi fruit. Another one of those fruits that is bad for some people and will try to eat you a little bit. I feel like a lot of people have problems with kiwi. Yeah. But I have uh, never experienced it. Uh, except uh, sort of in the same way as pineapple, where like, if you eat a bunch of it, you're like, hey, yes, you, you, can, you can definitely eat too much and then feel like the top layer of your tongue is missing. Yeah. Um, however, I do really like the taste of kiwi and I kind of like the texture of kiwi. Me too. I love the little seeds. I love all of it. Yeah. Um, but it's up against fucking strawberries. Strawberry is one of those. It's one of the big five or whatever. If it's you were up to against Dalgi. That's right. Dalgi. Dalgi Duragi. What is it? Dalgi Duargi? Dalgi Duargi. <laughs> yes, it's up against the powerful Dalgi. Um, yeah. Again, uh, if you were going to make a big five fruits, I think strawberry would probably find its place on there. It's... Um, yeah, what's fucking better than a strawberry? It's real tough. I love a 
perfectly ripe strawberry. And I love the big ones and I love the little <coughs> ones and I love things that have got strawberries in them, your shortcakes and what have you. I love, I just love, I do love strawberries, but kiwis seem like more of a treat for some reason. And I think it's just yeah. that strawberries are so omnipresent. Yeah. Strawberries are very common and celebrated. And hey, has anyone ever made kiwi short shortcake? Do you think? Fucking someone must have. I mean, you can so slice them just as thin as a strawberry or whatever, and yeah, just yeah, or you yeah, can yeah. put them in, oh, in big chunks if you want. Like I don't know, like whatever you. Uh, maybe want. they make cream curdle. Maybe there's a reason people don't do that because <laughs> they're so aggressive. Yeah, because <laughs> they destroy everything they come in contact with. That's why they need that hairy little fucking peel. Yep. <laughs> um, this is tough for me. This is it's tough to see kiwi fruit up against strawberry because there's a lot of fruits on this list that kiwi fruit beats for me. Yeah, I feel like if, like, strawberry went up against apple, it would be like, oh, these are two powerful fruits. Who's going to win? But kiwi's, like, as good as them. I just... It's not as... And, by the way, it's a little bit weird that sometimes you see strawberry and kiwi paired together. That's true. As flavors. Yeah, usually in some kind of nasty artificial way that tastes wrong on both counts. Like in a gum that loses its flavor real quick or uh, yeah, you're like, weird. This tasted like neither kiwi or strawberry. This was a big fail. Weird grocery store carbonated beverage. Yeah. In fact, I'm just going to say it. They shouldn't be paired together. They're enemies. <laughs> well, this is how I feel about strawberry and banana. Yeah. It's a very common pairing and I don't care for it. I don't understand that. Don't put those together. Um, boy, I'm torn again. Um... I guess I'd say strawberry just because it's a staple, but like, I love kiwi. Yeah. I think it's the same here. We're uh, big kiwi boosters, but I got strawberries? Yeah, if it had gone up against fucking starfruit like guava did, it would have been a yeah. blowout. Yeah. So, um, two for Shannon to look at. And uh, I don't know if you see how this spreadsheet is put together, but if you flip over to round two, it's oh. already populated. Ooh. Like so it. once we get wins from Shannon on uh, on round two, we'll be we'll be ready to go. Cool. So Shannon, we need to know which is the better fruit: blueberries or watermelons? Yeah. And grapefruits or raspberries? It's <sighs> so tough. We have to lose one of them. I no. The, all, all four of those could be in the in the elite eight of fruits. So. All right. Well, we did that. Yeah. Next I'll week make, is the Star Trek week. I'll make a drop for that at some point. You know, it's like the Billy Joel, <laughs> just maybe a weekend or something. Just coming in week three or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, Star Trek. Yeah, week 93. Back on the clock. That sucks. Uh, if you're going to watch it, Ben, uh, you got to watch Cupid. <laughs> I can't believe that's already here. I that can't... seems so early in the run I for... Guess... I would have known if I just thought I'm about... I'm not a merry man. If I thought about Worf's hair in that episode, I guess I could probably have told you when it was, but like... It was the height of his page boy hair, for sure. It just feels like the, when they already ran out of things to do, and it must have been later, but nah, it's right here in season four. Yep. I thought, hey, let's bring Vash back. Uh, Patrick Stewart's still horny. <laughs> still nailing her in real life or whatever. Uh, we're watching the Deep Space Nine episode to the death. Uh, yeah, that's the one where they got to work together with some Jem'Hadars to fight some other Jem'Hadars. Yeah. Voyager's season four finale, Hope and Fear. No recollection of what that one is. And for Enterprise, In a Mirror Darkly, no! part one. Ugh. 
that's a really a bummer. That bums me out so much. It's you know how much bad. acting there's gonna be. <clears throat> and I got terrible news for you. Enterprise scored eight points last <laughs> week with Bound. So you're starting there. No, I have to start with all the acting. It's gonna be don't Travis and Reed, evil and, Travis uh, and Hoshi are gonna have a lot, a lot to chew on. Just like every time you see Mirror Universe Bashir. Oh, it's gonna be an animal archer. Ah, oh, man. This cast is not up to this project. They should not have been put in a mirror universe. Well, I mean, it's just—it's a two-parter, and then the series is basically over. So Good. at least you know, get out. At least you know it's not going to last. I mean, technically, we have three episodes after this two-parter wraps up. But it's good to know we're almost—we're on the home stretch. We're closing in. We're closing in to a time when we only have to watch TNG DS9 Voyager. Yeah. All right, everybody. Uh, yeah, so next week, Star Trek, send us more mail. I appreciated the haul that we had. That's um, uh, at BrotherDate on the Twitter machine. You can send us email, brothers at brotherdate.com. Uh, you can check out brotherdate.com. You can download us on all kinds of platforms. You could even download us in Russia, you know, if you're in Russia. Or fucking Singapore. We're going wild in Singapore in right Cambodia, now. Cambodia, if you like. Anywhere in Southeast Asia, really, if you want. Brazil. Yeah. That's right, Brazil. That's, that's the place that we have got downloads. Spain, obviously, we talked about. It's an international show. Um, uh, hopefully, by next week, you know, you know what? I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to talk about it, the election. I'm not even going to talk about it. I'm going to say Happy Birthday, Judah, instead. Oh, thank you. Um, that's it, everybody. Peldor Joy. Peldor Joy. I love myself a Tangelo so very much. <sighs> yeah, so I'm got that I'm nipple not a whor- on the end. Fuck. <laughs> Play with that thing a little bit and then peel it off and eat it. <laughs> Jesus.